pork bellies. Welcome back to the Trading Places Minute. This is the show where we discuss and view and pick apart and make predictions about pork bellies with the film Trading Places, one minute at a time. I am Tom Taylor, and I'm joined today by Mike DiMaria. Hello, Mike. Hello, all. And also by Dan Lewis. Hello, Dan. Uh, greetings, uh, tall Tom and Mike. And salutations. I don't know if you can hear that I'm tall on the show, but people should know that I'm very tall. It's is the tallness sick. coming through the way the nerdiness uh, is, or no? I don't know. I mean, it, it, they could be piggybacking on each other. We don't know. People right, might say, that guy to... sounds like a nerd, and he sounds like a tall nerd. It's hard to pick it all apart, you know? Yeah. Speaking of picking all apart, let's pick apart minute five of mm. the great film Trading Places, which begins with Lewis getting shaved by Coleman as he reads the paper, mm-hmm. and it ends with him waiting for Coleman to open the car door for him outside his apartment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Townhouse, I should say. Oh, yeah, yeah, town. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, what would you call this? Like, it, I suppose it is a very fancy townhouse. Could mm-hmm. it be a row, a row house? Row house? Okay, now row is a row house, house a type just a of, lower of, of, of townhouse? I don't, oh, row house. Maybe you're right, yeah. So I don't know if those are the little, connected. Yeah, the connected. Is a townhouse just a nice row house? I don't know. You can have a townhouse that doesn't look anything like a row house. Row yeah. houses, by nature, are identical to each other? Is that not true? Like I don't know. An, I think they're in a row. Or they're attached, or maybe it's something to do with the buggies. A row because it's the way you put the. But I don't know. Or yeah. it's maybe where Cookie Cookie Rojas lived. And they called them Rojas. Cookie Rojas. I bet they would call this a townhouse. I yes, I'm going to call this a townhouse. That's my. It's fancy. My it's got wood paneling. Somewhere. It's beautiful. Coleman is using a straight razor on Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd, and it got me thinking: Have either of you ever in your life shaved with a straight razor? I've had it done. Yeah. Not. You have had it done. Yeah. How you got that? the straight razor shave at the at the, at the barber shop. Mm-hmm. Floyd's barber, Floyd's '90s nine or whatever that is. Not they really bad, asked for it. They just was a, this was a mm. while ago when I took the beard off and they did the the shave. Yeah, yeah. You know, Floyd's is like the I don't know if they have them out in California, but it's a chain of barber shops. Oh. It's a, like a rock and roll barber shop. You go in there and they have oh. all the you know the posters on the wall of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that. trying to be a cool place. Yeah. Oh, so every... when you said that it was a chain called Floyd's, I immediately thought it was going to be the theme would be old timey Mayberry kind of stuff. No, it's more like Floyd it's more Barber. like it's more like fifties. Okay. You know, that's the look. So all the it's like it's like almost they have a prerequisite when they hire like female stylists. They all have to be kind of like rockabilly chicks. They mm-hmm. all have to have ex- full sleeve tattoos. I was going to say, and yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah, okay. and I have one out here in Park Ridge, and all the you know the dads like to go there, feel cool. You know what I mean? For an hour, or so <laughs> there's nothing well, as cool as going to a chain barber shop with '50s flavored stuff to make you feel cool. Yeah, we're gonna get it. We're gonna haircut by one chicks with tattoos. Yeah, you would have believed you, it, dear. She had tattoos. Did you more than get one. the the towel, the hot towel on the face? Mm. Yeah, they I always kind of wanted that. Yeah. I feel like that would be nice. Yeah. The I've only time that. I've had an experience with a straight razor at the barber shop was I went to one place in California and they did the back of my neck with a straight. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they put the yeah. lather on the back of the neck and I almost peed myself. Mm. I was like, oh, that was pleasant. Yeah. And then they warm used a straight razor yeah. on it. Yeah. And then he beats it to that leather strap and sings "Barber of Seville." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the last thing you hear. Ever. But I got tired of paying, you know, sixty bucks. 
And I found I found some there's a woman in Park Ridge here that um an older woman, old Catholic woman. Mm-hmm. Nine dollar haircuts, including beard trim. Now is her Catholicism uh, uh no, germane to the story? No, because that's what she talks about, you know, I go to this church, I'm you know, mm. they're not quite Latin enough, they're not quite, you know, blah blah blah. But she does a she cuts nine dollars and I gave her fifteen Beautiful. bucks and it's, it's, great. it's a great deal. I finally found a guy I like a lot here in town. Yeah, and, well, uh, why don't you go? Why don't you guys get a room? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I feel like if we'll she's Catholic, she it is. She's less likely to just cut your throat in, in a fit of martyrdom. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I make a different, uh, a, a different uh, one-liner for the idea of me sure. getting together with my barber? Uh, we'll give scissoring oh. a different name, a different, a different, a different meaning of scissoring. Something. Yeah, you walk okay. in, you go, "I'd like to be scissored, please." <laughs> if you know what I mean. So I, either of you mm-hmm. also have a, a little bit of a. I, I I really doubt that scissoring works real great. I, I wonder it about it. It's pretty tricky yeah. to pull off. I mean, it might be nice and everything for the ladies. But, I don't even know what it. But I don't know what it is. I I, I, don't, I don't. At I don't the know. very it least, like, it is genital to genital contact. How do we get Tom, here? What do you mean? How, how do we get I, here? I blame Tom Dan. I brought think. up the scissoring. <laughs> Um, yeah, I introduced it in a very abstract, you know, you had to do yeah. all the homework yourself to find out what we were talking about, but then mm. you went right there, which is fine. We can, we're, you know, this is a no holds barred sort of program. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, it sounds painful and disrespectful. It sounds rough. It sounds hairy and rough. It sounds and like scratchy. that's what you hear about when you get, you end up in one of those boot licking bars over oh. just south of Andersonville. You need, know you walked into the wrong right place. Now. Please give yeah. me a glass of water. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. Dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> there's gonna be some scissoring done tonight, whether Tom, you like it or not. Tom makes a good point. It's you're you're at least getting some. It's it's at least very very intimate experience. But I just question the the how effective it is in terms of uh, going full full orgasm, getting the job done. I imagine yeah. it being frustrating right. in that it's, sense, it's yes. Very, but hey, please, <clears throat> anybody out there, any 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 or lesbians or bisexual any young ladies who have uh, tried this yeah. out, please let us know. Any aficionados yeah. of any stripe, yeah, let us know what we're not getting. That we'll never oh. get to experience unless it's that, with our barbers. Um, so I think in this scene, I think Dan Aykroyd, in silently without saying, well, saying one two words, pork bellies, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a minute. Just his mannerisms just achieve the level of assholeness. Yes, that is just unprecedented. That he, you know, when they when they said now cut, they <laughs> said now that is exactly what this I wanted. Is the guy, you are a major league asshole, and you laid that down in this minute five. You mm-hmm. know, from the way he's just sitting there taking the shave, and then walks out of the and stands there with his clutching his briefcase up by his chest mm-hmm. waiting for Coleman to open the door for him. He will not do it himself. It would never occur to him. It, it, it's, it's not even, he's not doing anything. It would never occur to him to open the door himself. That's like not, it's like you might as ask, ask himself to slap himself in the face. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's completely natural to him. Now he's sort of touched on this before already. All, you know, even before minute five when he actually says something, but I'm going to say right now, this is probably his best performance. Dan Aykroyd's. The whole movie, you think this 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 role is his best uh, yeah yeah his yeah. best role yeah I think because he so. plays yeah go ahead Dan sorry I I got to agree got to agree mm-hmm. yes I mean I love Elwood or uh, uh, Elwood Elwood I love Elwood Blues as a character he's fantastic and he does a great job with it but uh, yeah I think Mike what you're getting at is that with uh, 
he's firing on all cylinders. He's got the yeah. subtlety and the and the, the the grander gestures that create this character, and it's fantastic. But then he uh, also becomes very likable at the end, mm-hmm. or midway somewhat through. He is Dan Aykroyd. Right around the time it was the Dukes. It was the Dukes. <laughs> the Dukes. That's the turning. He was point. also good as Britney Spears' father in Crossroads. Oh, I never saw that. Mm. But I did see him in Driving Miss Daisy. He was good in that. I've only seen him in that and Blues Brothers and Trading Places, and that's it. And Ghostbusters. Yeah, you might want to And throw Caddyshack that one in there. 2. No, I never saw Caddyshack 2. You didn't see um, Caddyshack 2 with the, what's his name? From um, uh, Shit from the Jerk. Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. He was terrible. It was a terrible movie. We covered that, remember? <laughs> yeah. He's teaching me how to be impatient. <laughs> Jonathan Silverman. Mm. Poor man's we, David um, I think we had an episode where we said that we watched Caddyshack 2, but we didn't. Yeah, no, it was, it yeah. was a, we covered the whole movie in one minute. Yeah, yeah by not talking did, about it. We did one minute. That's our yeah. magic. Um, there's a thing in this, uh, a minor little detail in this shaving moment. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like a, a, a movie thing that always gets me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know full well that Dan Aykroyd, the actor, was fully shaven when he sat down. And so it's just a matter of removing the shaving cream. But at the very end, Coleman just sort of wipes away a, a sizable chunk of, uh, of shaving cream off his, like, you know, the back of his jawbone or something. And in, in, in the context of the movie, should, shouldn't that part of his face just not be shaven now? Like he missed that part. He only just wiped it off with a thing. I think this is where you're getting, you, you brought up a good point, mm-hmm. but Dan Aykroyd mm-hmm. expects to be shaven a single day in that role yeah. as major league rich asshole. Right. So there's That's nothing true. to shave. It's barely anything to shave. It's to make sure you never look like you need a shave. Yeah. Okay. Never look like you have a, a, you're a wino. This is bringing up a larger point. And I know we're, 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 we're this is, we, we get far afield sometimes, it but be good. talking about, talking about shaving and stuff. There's the phrase five o'clock shadow, Mm. which always makes me think that that is, that comes from a world where men who go into the office and shave every day are shaving down exclusively. And that around five o'clock, they might have some shadow there. Some, some, just enough stubble that you can see it. Whereas Mm. I have always been in the tradition of shaving up where I can go like a full day before you even know that I haven't shaved. Even know that that was a thing. It's a, yeah. It's a thing. It's a, but uh, Tom is a raising a very banal point here. <laughs> it's not bad. Everybody's face grow. Everybody's facial hair grows differently. Maybe, maybe you're a that swarthy man from Greece, and whether you shave up or down, you're going to get a five o'clock shadow. Uh, I don't know if that much to say about it. You, the, the, no, you're it, right. <laughs> It's the it's the hair that appears later in the day when you're whether, you, <laughs> yeah, whether you're it does or simple. doesn't. Yeah. So I could have a five o'clock shadow, but a day later. So it's like a you could have a, it. You could have it at the end of the week. Five o'clock. It's tomorrow. like a thirty-hour shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. It's a tomorrow shadow. It's five o'clock. Okay. Five o'clock. Somewhere. We're all we're all dudes here, so we get to talk about shaving and not understanding scissoring. Oh, I don't shave. I've not somewhere. been cleanly shaved. Cleanly shaven. Mm-hmm. in years at this point. I like, haven't I either. I have this I razor, usually go a long time I have the electric that. thing, and it goes down to like stubble, mm-hmm. but I don't ever go past stubble. I hate yeah. doing it. I hate it. And I so I just grow a beard, and then down, then beard, then down, then beard, yeah. then over and over again for years now. Exact same thing. Like once, mm-hmm. once a year, I'll take it down to the stubble. Yeah. And you still yeah. have the outline. Right. But I haven't taken, and maybe that's something I'll try one day, is just take it down all the way. 
Every once in a while, I take it down all the way. Like maybe once every three months or something. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? That sounds nice. That sounds like an enjoyable experience. Getting it all gone. Smooth as a baby's bottom. You Eddie Van Halen it. You do it all the way. All All the the way. way. Speaking of that, you guys doing the pubes? What's going on? (laughs) Well, if I know I'm going to be scissoring that night, I want to be prepared. So you're heading down to the... We're heading down to that bar we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That boot-looking bar, then you better get. I don't think they like. They don't. They like like it swarthy there. Where was was the gay bar in Police Academy? Blue Blue Oyster Bar. Blue Oyster Bar. That's what I thought it was. But (laughs) then I thought maybe I'm confusing it with Blue Oyster Cult. But they they went ahead and just called it that. Yeah, Magic and castle. the music was that was when like the joke just was. It's a funny thing, the joke just was that it was gay. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was the joke. That's and all it's you no had longer to say. a joke. Don't tell me we haven't made progress. That is no longer funny that something is no. gay. Okay, well, but joke... you do not have to go very far back in time at all to get to where it was still funny. True, like that's true. remarkably young. That 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 changeover. And I think it's in some ways it still is. Well, the joke yeah. was that you were in the bar. Right. You were right, fooled into being in the bar. And that was when the music the, turned on. Bar, and it was like, I'm reason, now in a gay bar. You were fooled into being at the bar. But the reason why entering a gay bar was funny, which now you would just enter a gay bar and nobody would, you just don't care that yeah. it's a gay bar. I, I don't care. Yeah. So, right. and nobody I know cares. Uh, yeah. But you, you, well, I should say nobody I commiserate with on a relatively uh, frequent basis <laughs> cares, but you, you know, nobody want to know exactly. But then you, but like the the joke back then was like, oh, oh, you walked into a gay bar. God knows what can happen now. I can get fucked. Oh my gosh, you're I off the reservation. Fucked, and I'll, I can accidentally fuck a guy. Yeah, and you're gonna you well, yeah, suck. I can suck joke. and fuck, and that'll be all by accident. It was once. <laughs> once you're in there. Once you're in there, the next scene is you, you. They see you on the street with your armor on. Some guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. That's the yeah. big joke. And I think that was. In, I think that was in Police Academy. The guy who was in there oh, was a straight yeah. guy, and the next thing you know, he's got his armor on. Some guy. That's yeah. the uh, that's Blazing Saddles too, and the whole fisticuffs yeah, 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 at the exactly. end. Like the cowboy's oh, yeah. got his armor around the. I'm parked the over by the commissary. Yeah. That's the yeah. joke. Yeah, <laughs> the joke in Blazing Saddles is that just those guys are so gay. Yeah. But, uh, Although it just is a little punch one of them because it's like it gets all over you. You brute. It's okay. It's okay. Piss on you. I work for Mel Brooks. Parked over by the commissary. <laughs> the There's another movie like movie. '80s movie like that where this guy's oh, walking. Dozens. Yeah, this guy's walking like the hallway of this party, and he's like trying to find somebody. He's like, "This is craziness!" And some guy opens up the door, and he's like, "Something about a plumber." And he goes, "What do you think of my plumber?" And he grabs him and <laughs> pulls him in, and Whoa, later he, comes, yeah. he comes out, and they're arm in arm with each other. Yeah, and he's tired. And lipstick. He's, Tie is all loosened and everybody's like, oh, he's tired from all the... And then the but guy pulls him the, back in. Ah. That was the Reagan era fear that if you just, yeah. if they just get their hooks in you, you're done. It's so hot and mm-hmm. amazing. So fantastic. Yeah, you'll just be... <laughs> it's forbidden. They, I mean, yeah. The gay It'll people have all the answers. Real soon. We might be afraid, but we know deep down that they're, that they're, they've got all the answers. They've got it figured yeah. out. Yeah. And if we just cross that line, that's it forever. Yeah. The interesting thing in, uh, in stand-up comedy that you sort of see sometimes is that because like the jo- it wouldn't be <clears> funny <throat> anymore to say that someone was gay. It's not funny because it's just an incidental fact about them. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's like saying their that their hair is brown. It doesn't matter, right? Right. Uh, but the the thing about it is is uh for and it's more understandable the more you think about it. But uh, 
the, the only the only people for whom being gay is like a, a central funny thing is gay comics. Like they tend to mm. it tends to be all these comics who are like will only talk about how extremely gay they are and how much right. gay sex they're having of a weekend. Yeah. And it's, be, it's uh, the irony the is that San they're Francisco the ones that are scene. now exploiting that 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 thing for comedy, comedic purposes. But it makes sense cuz it's like they own it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh It's usually not my cup of tea. I mean, the jokes have to be pretty good for it to work, but you know, I do see it. You well, let's get into it. that. Let's like to get into comedy. We got a lot to talk about with you in comedy. Same thing with become, not just gay I'm, though, but also other other uh, identity right. aspects. In other words, mm-hmm. if you're like, there's tons of uh, Filipino comics that will talk a lot about what it's what it uh, that they're being Filipino. They're, and they're, I've yeah. noticed that too, but in a lot of it's fun. It, like a lot of it is just kind of like uh, yeah, it can like be though. Just like, like hey, we're just we're just goofy and we're crazy and it, yeah. Like, well, well, we can, let's talk com- about comedy. First of all, it is was, it all like I, different versions of that very basic observational comedy kind of thing? Yeah, but it's like it's from like, a different nationality or a different uh, orientation or just different cultures. Yeah, it's like about being from. Like, if you said something interesting about what it's like to grow up in a Filipino family, I would be interested in it. But mm. a lot of times, it's like uh, I have all these pet peeves and con- there's a bunch of pet peeves I have. But one of them is when people go like, "Oh, you're all wondering uh, what race I am." Like they'll say stuff like, "Oh, you! I bet you're all wondering, you know, what, where, you know, where, where I'm from, where am I, where I'm from?" And the thing is, I, I don't know that anybody actually is. And it's like I'm <laughs> right. sure you'll tell us. I yeah, certainly have never joke. wondered it. I've never in my life saw a guy go up and go, "Oh, he looks swarthy and a little." Di- I wonder <laughs> what country he's from. It never occurred to me. I just am like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, and he's like, "Go ahead, I'm tell me." Pin him down. You know, well, I don't they're know. setting it's, up the joke. They're setting well, they're up setting the joke. it up, but it's like it, it's a contri- it's totally contrived to say that people are wondering because no one's actually yeah. wondering. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all they all figure if you want to talk about it, you will. You know, yeah, it's just a aren't, aren't a lot of those thing. setups kind of contrived though? Those kind of like they are. Yeah, you but know, I mean, the more I was thinking the other day. Dot dot dot. Or yeah. A guy said to me, "Yeah, yeah, no, there's no no question. Of, they're all they're all contrived, but mm-hmm. uh, it it suggests that people are more fixated on people's races than they actually are. They're not actually mm, thinking right. about it. No one's actually thinking about it. They're just going, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're funny. That that's you're all different from me, and that's enough. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Yeah, and so it's I don't know, it's one of those things, but." People do it. Yeah, I should probably do yeah. it. I should go out there and be like, "I bet you're wondering <laughs> what race I am." Yeah, yeah. Maybe I will do that. That's how you do it. But that's people you... hail from Wales or Scotland. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He... Let me tell you something. What part of the British Isles? <laughs> well, you could do it. You could pro- do progeny provenance. <laughs> you could do it out of like a protest as like a way to yeah. to call out how ridiculous. It is. Um, there's like there's examples though from every single stripe, like right. John, to to use a. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dick well, you can also talk about how how little gay sex you're having. Yeah, you can be um, like I had I had so little gay sex this weekend. Yeah. On account of I don't happen to be gay, uh, but I would. Um, I have a question about this minute. All right, go yeah. ahead. To make a, a a hard segue. Um, all we see of uh, Dan Aykroyd in this uh, scene, or or Lewis Winthorpe the uh, third, he's uh, Coleman is shaving him. Coleman is picking out his suit. He is dressing him. And he is about to open the car door for him. Um, I sort of get that if you didn't have to shave yourself, you could read the paper or something. You could be chilling out doing something else while that's happening or just spacing out. 
But and maybe even picking out your suit or your clothes, maybe. But I don't get what you gain from having another person dressing you. You know, I don't. I don't quite get why. Why even the upper crust of our society would. Uh, well, he would picks want it out that. though. I don't know that he dresses him. He just picks it I don't out. Know. Well, maybe I'm okay. Maybe dress. like all we see. Well, we do see him like putting the coat on for the jacket well, on for him, like straightening the, his tie and stuff. But he's finished with finishing school. Yeah, to quote the upper crust band. But then since uh, I've seen this movie, I've watched Downton Abbey and stuff, and it seems like they are full on, like, you know, I can't touch my own socks or my own He comes out in a jacket, or... and he finishes the look because I think Coleman puts it together and wants to see the look. Oh, okay. He might he finishes, have finished the yeah. pocket finishes square and all that. Yeah. And but, the, okay. but because that is, yeah. that is part of being a butler, is being able to pick, you know, to know the patterns, know the colors, be a sommelier in a sense. You know, right. do all that clothes, sommelier. Yeah. Uh, well, to to, to yeah. Tom's point, though, I guess it's sort of a, uh, it's you know, it's it's like it it points to like some of some of the benefits of being rich aren't really practical at all. They're just sort of symbolic right. and possibly yeah. uh, you know infantilizing in the long run. Like oh, I can't even pick yeah. my own tie. I don't know that sure. I would ever get to the point where I wouldn't mind though. To be to be honest, if I were ultra rich. Mm-hmm. And someone understood fashion better than me. Oh, sure. Also understood my sensibilities such that they know that I don't want to dress up too much usually, mm-hmm. but they know me well enough, but they know clothes a little better than me to the point where yeah. they could dress me better as me than I could. Then yeah. I wouldn't mind having somebody just handling all that. I've had oh, that experience like walking into a store and be like, I, you know, I haven't bought a suit in 10 years. Can you please help me out? And they, and they, they figure it out and like, oh my God, oh, this, this suit looks like me and it's great. Thank you so much. And this tie goes great with it and everything's going to be fine from now on. Every funeral and wedding I go to for the next 15 years, I'm going to look dynamite. Thank you. Right. But yeah, a daily thing that might be kind of nice. I don't know. No, I love it. Like I'm a mess. You know, <laughs> when it comes to like yeah. trying to pick things out, I, I walk around in circles and leave with nothing. They're like to say, listen, this is what I want. I want my clothes. I don't want to be tugging at my shirts all day long. I'm uncomfortable. Right. I want a slim fit, but I don't want to be choked around the waist. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do it. Measure I don't me, want my suspenders to clash yeah, with just, my cravat. Let's yeah, put I'd... together put together a few. I need a good suit. I need a sport coat, two sport coats, whatever. Put together mm-hmm. a bunch of mix and match looks. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I would love the when somebody does put the jacket on you. It's like ah, it's so ah, nice. yeah. yeah. It is, it's, I just it's got a, a new suit thing recently. I just learned that I need a new suit. I just tried on my suit from like 10 years ago. Well, I think Dan, that's a, I want to segue to Dan right here with the new suit because he just said he got a new suit. Yeah. I've become Take it away, quite Dan. A, I've become what they call, you know, you got all these people now, these royal, these royal, the royal watchers that watch the royal family and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right I become a Dan Lewis watcher. So <laughs> every day I, I, I pour myself a nice little, little, cup of something you know pull up my computer and start looking what's dan been up to today mm. comedy clubs is he he's been taken off mm. so let's get a little update from dan on what's going on because he's been playing he played the uh, what was it the 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 big house in san francisco right yeah it's well it depends on how you look at it. there's two updates mm-hmm. uh one is that uh well there's is a sort of two three but re- two are related in July, I won something called the East Bay Comedy Competition. Mm-hmm. Hey, I saw was that. a thing where, yeah, they take uh, 50 people from uh, that have been doing comedy for three years and up. Mm-hmm. That's the veterans division. And then they have the, the uh, new faces the division, which is another 50 people. So they have two different winners. I won the, the veterans division 
two two rounds. You know, they pick five from each group of twenty five, and then they do a finals. So I won that thing, and one of the things I won was, apart from some money, was the uh, I get to feature for a headliner at the comedy club, which is I've never featured before. It's like a thing. Featuring means that you're like there's a host, maybe an opener. And then you you feature you do like a longer set, and then the headliner mm-hmm. does like forty five minutes or an hour. So mine was a half hour. Oh wow! And what was, was the f- comedy club? What which, what club it's was Alameda it? Alameda Comedy Club. It's kind That's of the right, smallest yeah. club here. It's a fairly new. It started a couple years ago during the pandemic. Uh, it's a nice place though. They got food and all that, and it's only for comedy. That's what it's for. Yeah. Now, and from what I understand, half an hour sounds like maybe twice what you've ever done before, or what I've heard you, of you doing. Basically, he's, uh, he's yeah. done some long wow. sets. Basically, though, too, but, yeah. Like yeah. usually, I'll do ten or fifteen minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. I did twenty a couple times under very low stakes kind of circumstances, mm-hmm. really shitty situations. Yeah. But I've never done like thirty minutes with a paid audience and all that stuff. Wow. And you get to hang out in the green room, and the you know the headliner comes in from out of town. And you get to schmooze and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get your free drinks awesome. and you get paid and all that stuff. The biggest club is Cobb's Comedy Club. Uh, that's where I saw Norm when he was in town. It's a big, mm-hmm. bigger club. Oh. Big, uh, kind of lots of, I don't know how many hundreds of people, a couple hundred people maybe or something. This was the Punchline, which is not as big, but it's kind of as famous. It's like that's where Chappelle does his. He's doing it tonight. He's doing a show on the mm-hmm. same goddamn stage. Anyway, that one you go there on Sundays. They have a showcase where they it's like a paid audience on Sunday night, and and all, a lot of comics go, and they all go in the back and in the sides and the wings, you know. Mm-hmm. And they like you sit there and you go for like a year or something, and you try to build a name for yourself in the meantime, and you and they like track who's showing up and who's not. Your residency. Well, it's like you're just there, and then and then one day they'll come over and go, uh, you, you want to go next. And so that was yesterday. That was Sunday. Oh wow! That's what, that's what I saw the picture of. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. That was the uh, what was the name of the punchline? The punchline. And then once you're in, if you especially if you do well, mm-hmm. in another three months or so, theoretically, I would get another chance. I'd get seven minutes. Then you build wow. on if you if you're doing well, you build on that. Maybe one day you audition. You may, you get passed there. That's like made man club. That's like made and man. Then you're a regular. They're going to have you back and all that stuff. And that sort of goes in this. So you're on thing. a career track. So yesterday, uh, what was cool about it was my friend here, who I do comedy with, uh, who is a close friend of mine, who is like to, to comedy what maybe Mike is to me in baseball. Mm. We both got up the same night for the first time, which was a big, big huge surprise and, and wow. fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Start following Daniel Lewis comedy on Instagram. Yes. And do that now and do that often. Do it and, and get check your, your friends. Blood yeah. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Your own 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 goddamn fake roads. Do it. How hard oh, can yeah, it be? And I think, I think this guy you're talking about, I, I made a comment on the photo. I go, yeah, he used to look at Dan, uh, Tom and I like that. Picture of uh, some guy sitting there with a big grin on his face, and Dan's behind him with his arms wrapped around his neck like a loving guy. Yeah, that's right. He's moved. And on. I was like, I, I was t- "It's Tom that used to be us." That's right. It used to be you guys. If you guys did, you guys would both be amazing stand-up comedians. To be, to be honest, oh god. But yeah, like oh, I just sent Dan. I just sent Dan a message. He didn't respond to me. Maybe he's talking to this guy. Probably that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a good Tom friend of mine. He, um, a very funny guy too. Really good, and he. Uh, when I won the East Bay Comedy Competition, when they announced the name, he 
stood up and took the he pulled the chair over his head and started going ah ah like uh, in uh, two thousand one. Wow, that's friendship. I would never have done that for you. No. You're, you're right to have moved on to this. He's new my guy. punchline buddy. <laughs> yeah. He's my punch buddy yeah. now. Awesome. He's, San, he's the San Francisco us. Next stop, scissoring. <laughs> also a drummer, Mike. A good one too. Oh, oh yeah. Well, okay. Here we go. It's the bizarro me. Probably better. Red a tattoo. Yeah. Could have been you, Mike. And a better Could baseball player. Oh, here we go. That's, He's much more handsome. And pulls yeah. more tail. <laughs> That's not how I measure myself. <laughs> I better not be. Better get somebody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a, it was a big deal for me uh, on Sunday, and I celebrated with some bubbly and some ice cream, courtesy of my lady, who uh, oh, heard about it and went out and bought that stuff for me. And we... And, um, it's funny though. Uh, somebody did comment to me that's a, that's a little backwards. It's quite a lot backwards, actually, for me to have already featured, to have done thir- thirty minute sets at a comedy club before <laughs> getting this opportunity. It's sort of supposed to go the oh, other yeah. way. It's like thirty minutes is a crazy long amount of time to be on stage, mm-hmm. and so it's. I just want to put it out there. We could easily do a minute of trading places in about seven minutes. If you want to invite Mike and I up on stage with you, we could just do that. That could be your set, just us doing a minute of trading places. No, we'll places. keep it separate. Fine. What? Okay. You keep, we each got to, we, we, we build our own our following outside of this and you bring them into the mix. Yeah, that's you, right. You fold everything in. You fold everything uh-huh. in. And and this, show has, this show has that author guy. This show has that stand-up comic, comic and this has that, that loose cannon that wanders around the, the neighborhood <laughs> we got the author guy, the author weird, guy. Yeah. We got the successful uh, comedian and then we got the guy who chased yeah. the guy down the street yelling the biker down the street yelling at him <laughs> fuck me fuck, fuck you me. <laughs> fuck me fuck you <laughs> we've <laughs> talked in the past about how i am oblivious to pot in all its forms ah, yes oh, let me tom, get through this real quick tom had some pop pot <laughs> did you tom I, Mike and I, right my friend it. Mike DeMaria and I went to the local uh, dispensary like, what, two years ago or something, got me some gummies, some low level, you know, whatever things. And, or, you know, there were a couple that you, Mike, thought, oh, that'll, that'll take you over the moon. That'll, that'll take care of you. I go, that'll yeah. knock you out. It'll so knock me up. And, and it didn't, and it didn't do anything. It didn't, I, I felt zero effect from it. Maybe there was something and I just wasn't noticing. I How don't much know. did you have, Tom? I think it was like, I, I want to say it was 10 milligrams. The gummy? Of, yeah, it was like it was a gummy. Yeah, okay. And it was like a ten milligram mm-hmm. THC deal, and it did nothing for me. You went but more then, than that, I think. <clears throat> I don't think so. Oh, but no. But this time, I went. Gummy. I went. I went like two weekends ago, mm. just on a whim. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, and the only reason I'm doing it is like, ah, vague and anxiety sometimes. You know, why don't I just? You know, supposedly right. this is good for that. And I yeah, told the guy that I'm. I'm just looking to kind of mellow out or something. He's like, okay, here, he try this. It's a, yeah. it's a hybrid. Sure. Th- I, there was like a, there were different. Beyond the milligrams, there were different variations you could do or something. Mm-hmm. And he, and I just trusted the guy. Okay, hybrid THC, whatever, 10 milligrams. Okay, great. Raspberry, jasmine flavor, fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I got them and, you know, they're like, okay, try, have half of one. And in an hour, if you're not feeling anything, take the rest of it or so. So that's exactly what I did. And so it was a full 10 milligrams finally. And I was like texting with a friend and I got to the point where I was like, shit, am I? actually responding to what he asked me or am i just <laughs> writing sentences that are just based on what i was thinking and that it have nothing to do with this conversation is he going to be able to tell that i'm completely high or something and it was it felt exact for like five hours i was exactly like if you're i don't know late you're if you're falling asleep while you're talking to somebody 
and you catch and you're holding the conversation, but after a second you're like, oh wait, I just had a complete non sequitur that had nothing to do with oh, what we boy. were talking about. That's what I felt like for like five yeah. hours straight. Yeah. And you write it was it boring. It was boring and annoying. I didn't like it. It was it was I was trying to like talk to my wife and my son and I couldn't it quite was do it. Oh, I get and it. I was now. trying to watch I TV. It. I get and, it. Okay, what? It was dis- it was disrupting your Norman Rockwell life. It was disrupting. Yeah, there's nothing to get away from. Converse, it was like I couldn't it, it I wasn't can't enjoyable with my son about Indiana right. Jones. I can't talk to my wife. I want about him to pass day. me the remote control, and I couldn't get the, the words place. out. I can't tell them all the witty things I found out about this movie today. Yeah, I didn't you like don't it. Need it. So I was like, why, do, why would people? Tom does not need any kind of escape. He's already a gumdrop <laughs> right. house on lollipop. Lake. I'm surrounded by gumdrops, um, cinnamon drum, 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 drum. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Boring. Princess Honeydew brings me my delivery of candy every morning right to my door. Princess Honeydew. Boring. I don't. I don't get it. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if this is like a specific experience that you can have that is not what people are trying to get at. But uh, if it is what people are trying to experience by either smoking or having edibles or whatever, I do not understand it. I don't want to. Tom, do that I think it, are you, did you re- yeah. did you get it relaxed or anything by it? Not See, really. No, I was just sort of disconnected. I was just yeah. Disconnected. Without that, I wouldn't you still enjoy have any it. left. Like, I need what I what it gives me is a little bit of like I'm not as worried about the world as things in the world. And I go, mm. Tom, just to give you a uh, reference, I go either a sixth of of one of those gummies or a quarter of it. I won't go yeah, past okay. that Low. because I don't want high, confused, high thing. I want this right. like, slight feeling of contentment, just very slight. Yeah. Like, so I just you think I care. might have the right yeah. stuff? I just took too much, perhaps. Uh, That's what you're thinking? I'd say go down to opinion, an amount that you think won't opinion. work. See what happens. Okay. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll have like a, a sixth of one and forget. And then two hours later, I'm like, I feel, I feel pretty good. But mm. I don't know why. And then it suddenly occurs to me, oh, it's probably because I had that. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I need to stay sharp in the evening. Three days ago. I can't afford to. Yeah. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the goal would be for. Yeah, there was nothing relaxing about it. It was, it was, I was, I was com- hyper focused on what I was experiencing the whole time. Like I was watching TV, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to watch this again tomorrow because I'm missing yeah. everything." But then, if I thought about it for a second, I'd be like, "Oh no, I actually do remember every scene that happened. I just feel like I'm missing it as it's happening, and that's very distracting and upsetting." And uh, it's, it's it's interfering it with your with your lifestyle. It's you have a nice relaxed situation over there. And I kind of already do. Yeah. What am I trying to relax? And for? it's like, you know. You got your routine, and if it, if it breaks that routine, you don't want it. So yeah. you got no. So just yeah, put up, put them all in a satchel in a bag <laughs> we got left, and and give them to me. God I'll, damn I'll do it, it, I could use it. I invited you over this weekend. You totally bossed me, and and but next time if you ever do come yeah. over again, I'll uh, I'll, yeah. I'll make you a deal. I was worried about how that would make Dan feel if we were hanging out. Then I see this picture with his arms wrapped around some guy's neck. Uh huh. He doesn't need us. Buddy. We had a block party. It was nice. Mike could have shown up, but he didn't. I would have invited you, Dan, but you're thousands of miles away. And you're busy with this new fella. One guy's looking this way, the other one's looking there. And one guy's looking saying, what do you want from me? I mumble that to myself so many times during the day. Every time I go to any, as I've mentioned before, any any art gallery, I'm always like, this is great. I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. He's like, what do you want from me? I think I may I have zeroed it. We've talked. We've talked a lot about things we quote constantly, and I know this probably isn't accurate what I'm about to say, but it feels like it's right. I think that I 
say and mumble to myself more times than anything else that I say or mumble to myself. And I'll, I'll be amazed if you guys know this. It's from like the very beginning of the Terminator. Mm. The, 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 you know, there's a time thing that happens like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like it, uh, it disrupts the guy's garbage truck, the garbage truck yeah. driver. Uh-huh. And he goes, and you hear him go, what the hell? Goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> I say that to myself constantly. And then what's that. fantastic about it is a minute later, he says the same thing, but you can tell that they just took the first, like, half of that original clip. So it goes, What the hell? God damn, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then a second later, he goes, What the hell? It's, fa- it's one of my favorite things. I want to post it. You might have to look that, you look that quote up. Yeah. What the hell? God damn, son of a bitch. I say that to myself constantly. Just walking around the house, can't find a spoon. Oh, that spilled there. Yeah. You know, oh, where's my pen? What the hell? Goddamn son of a bitch. Well, that's fantastic. That's minute five. That's great. That's minute five. I think the only other thing I want to say, uh, filmmaking wise, is that uh, there's a nice bit of uh, um, economy with uh, Miss Penelope. We got her picture uh, in the yes, background on the right. table while uh, he's getting shaved. And then Coleman mildly asks, Oh, will Miss Penelope be joining us tonight for dinner? Yes. And yes. she will indeed. Yes. Yeah, and and so, so, yeah, they're it's setting nice it all little, up. Uh, you know what she looks like. You know her name. You know he's in a relationship. He's excited about it. He's smug yep. about it. So that's um, not Constance Fry. No. That is not Constance Fry. I don't know why she gets a whole song to her, whoever Constance Well, Fry because Constance will right. will do whatever, winter, spring, or fall. Yeah. That's why. I guess she yeah. earned, it sounds like she maybe earned a, a song. Yeah, even with those other two sitting there listening to it. Constance we'll get there. We'll get there. And then she Everybody fast forward. The um, she did step on the ball. Uh, I hate to ask because I don't have anything prepared, but do, should we do trivia? Sure. Yeah. Oh, so the music makes it sound like we should do trivia. Let's do trivia so, about a different. Hopefully, movie. you have some trivias. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna movie trivia. Just typing that in. Okay. 100 best movie trivia questions with answers. Mm. So we're not just gonna well, be adrift. We're gonna. Good. We're gonna. Yeah. So we okay. don't have to. So you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> the code. I already hate this. The code in the Matrix comes from I, what I, food I've recipe? Never seen no, it. that's dumb. I've never okay, seen forget it. it. I've never seen it. What's the name of Meatloaf's character in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I don't know that one. I don't know. Um, Henry, Eddie, Chuck, or Al? I've never known. It's Eddie. Nobody it's cares. not my thing, that movie. That was not my thing either. I, I, I missed that boat, and I think I'm fine. Go to a theater, people throwing toast at the screen. <laughs> I don't yeah, get it. Like, give me a yeah, break, being please. judged if you don't know the lines. Yeah. What do you want from me? Give me a break. <laughs> This guy's throwing toast that way. That one's throwing toast that way. What do you want from me? And this guy, like, what do you want from me? (laughs) Yeah. Um, This seems to be a trivia uh, trivia list only for movies from the 19... Oh, wait, okay. Which was not the name of a child selected to tour the Wonka factory in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Okay. So you have to tell me which of these did not go on the tour. Right. Mm -hmm. Billy Warp, Veruca Salt, Mike TV... Charlie Bucket. Billy. Charlie Bucket. Why would they have another Charlie? Oh, wait, is he Bucket? Well, he, is his name Bucket? That's Charlie. That's, yeah, that's Charlie. Oh, his name is Bucket. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Billy. Oh, yeah. Billy. Billy. Billy Warp. No such thing. Yeah. Or if he was there, you did get to, didn't get to go on the tour. Okay. Mike TV. <clears throat> uh, Freddy Krueger wears a striped sweater that is which colors? Red, red and blue. Black. Red and green, green, I believe. Red and green. Red and green. Orange and brown. Yes, red and green. Red and green. It is Um... <laughs> Who did the cat in The Godfather belong to? Mm. Francis oh, Ford the guy Coppola, that got Diane stabbed Keaton, in the stomach. Wait, what? No, 
Salazzo. I don't know. Salazzo <laughs> <laughs> got shot. Um, yeah. but I what did it happen? Uh, the answer Lato? was no one. The cat was a stray. So oh. not only is it not a movie question, but it's a trick question. Terrible. Nah. Um, I'm scrolling through. I want to find one more good one. Probably won't. But you're not good. True or false, Sean Connery wore a toupee in every James Bond movie. True. That sounds like it has to be true, right? Maybe. Because yeah. I mean, why would I ask it otherwise? Because Well, because that he's well known for wearing a toupee, so it may be that yeah. you think they're, they're going to say yes. You think that I think. Yeah. Or so maybe you I think mean, no, like, oh, maybe in the first the two he didn't. pay in front of me. <laughs> uh, the answer is true. He did get involved in the land war in Asia. That was the worst, the worst trivia I've ever had. That's a it was really bad. Trivia. That was That's rotten trivia. Is? All right. Good. I mean, there's more, but uh, you know, it's not very inspiring. There's you no want another one? Forget it. Jesus Christmas. Criminy. Give us one You'll more. Oh, here's one for me. Around. Here's one for me. I'm not going to look at the answer. If you watch the Marvel movies in chronological order, which movie would you watch first? Uh, uh, I already have a problem with this. The answer is I don't give a shit. The answer Wait. is I don't give a shit. Very good. That was make, trivia. I don't make no. Sorry, Martin Scorsese. Relax. I like these motion pictures with the with the Superman and stuff. Boring. Um, It is boring. It is green. This bores me. Um, this bores well, I guess me. that's it for minute five of uh, trading. Play. I keep wanting to say Caddyshack. Caddyshack was mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah. I'm having fun with this one too, though. Yeah, this, this is going to be good. Coleman's taking a long time getting to the car, almost like two. Like it's it's about, which I guess is the point. Like you have to see Dan Aykroyd stand right. there, not opening the door, no matter He's how putting long. Putting his gloves Coleman's on. Down. It does show it's that, like pro- even us. if Coleman, that right. they are close. Like that, they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they know their routine. They both know their their roles. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, Well, if that's all for this one, we can move on. That was minute five. Um, Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll be back next time with uh, minute six of the Trading Places Minute. It was a stone groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit.